Let me start by asking you this. Do you feel like there should be more to life? Do you feel a sense of unease, restlessness? Things aren't quite right. Almost like this can't be it. This can't be what life is all about. And maybe that's not a conscious thought. Maybe that's just struck a chord me saying that. Maybe you felt that when I asked you that. And if you did, this episode is definitely for you. Welcome to Split Open. I'm your host, Amy J. We are answering the question, are you living your life or someone else's. Now, this episode is all about the conditioning, the programming, the brainwashing, if you will, of society, of our culture, of our parents, all of it. We cannot come into this world and not be conditioned. That is just how it is from birth. We are raised in certain environments and we are going to be conditioned to that. That is just how it is. But in this episode, I'm really gonna drive home that even though we are all conditioned, we do not have to accept that conditioning. We can deprogram ourselves. We can look at life in a different way if you want to. Of course, if you are happy with the blueprint that life has given you, then that is great. You go right ahead, live your life that way. I'm not gonna discredit the blueprint that society lays out for us all. But as I've just asked you, if there's a little bit of restlessness, unease, you're just not quite right, then you may get something out of this. And it may just be one tiny little thing that you need to change in your life to make life make more sense to you. It doesn't mean that you have to live this crazy different life. It doesn't mean you have to go off grid and live in the mountains and not see a single soul for two years at a time, right? But this is my point. There are so many ways to live life, but when we are conditioned to think that there is one blueprint for life, it is very hard to see the other possibilities. And when we see other people living different lives, we think that they're weird or we think that we couldn't do that because they're different or we're raised differently in a different culture. And sometimes that's the case, but a lot of times you look at other people and they are just like you. The only difference is they took that step back, looked at life and thought, okay, no, this is not what I wanna do. I wanna go in this direction instead. Now, if you're already enjoying the sound of my voice, <laughs> then I would really appreciate it if you could rate and review the podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, then please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. All right, let's get into it. So in this episode, I am gonna outline ways that we've been conditioned, the benefits of thinking for yourself and breaking free from societal expectations if you want to. Again, this is all totally up to you. It's your life, do what you want with it. All right, so let's start with the ways that we've been conditioned. So I'm gonna speak from the Western world point of view because that is the society and culture that I was raised in, but it does not matter where you are from in the world. Every country, every area of the globe has a society, a culture, somewhat of a parenting style, I guess, in a way. And we have all been programmed in one way or another. But in the Western world, I think you can agree that the general timeline, the general blueprint for life is to get your education and go to school. Then you get your career, you find a partner, get married, buy a house, have babies. And when your babies are all grown up, you can retire and enjoy the fruits of your labor. That is the general timeline. And each thing on that timeline also comes with age expectations. So I'm in my thirties now and I do not have children. And if you're in the same boat, then you know that the world is like, what are you doing? You need to have babies, time's running out, hello. <laughs> But I've also realized with the age thing that there are other societal standards. So certain age groups of people aren't expected to do certain things. So if you're in your 60s and you go out partying every weekend, that's not the norm. And people may raise their eyebrows at you if you do that. Or vice versa. If you're 18 and you like to stay home and read and don't go out partying every weekend, same thing. People are gonna be like, what are you doing? You're expected to go out and party at 18. You're expected to stay in when you're 65, 70 instead of going out. An example that's always stuck with me is that one of my mom's friends 
said to me once that she wished that she'd traveled as much as I did when I was younger. And immediately I was like, well, we'll just go now. Why do you have to be young to travel the world? So we have this live timeline planned out for us. We have these age groups that we're supposed to do certain things in. And this is one of the main ways we are conditioned in our society. And people take it for face value. They're like, okay, I'm 60, I can't travel the world because that's what the world is telling you. So let's go over this timeline that the Western society and culture has laid out for us. And let's pick it apart a little bit. Okay, so we start by going to school. Now the schooling system, could be an episode in itself. I personally do not believe in the schooling system, but let's not go into all of that. But we go to school and this is where we learn about authority, right? We are told what to do, when to do it, how to do it, pretty much. We are taught how to stick to a schedule, to listen to authority, to take breaks at certain times. We are being taught how to fall in line. We are being conditioned to feel comfortable in that typical work day environment. We are being prepared for the working world because going to work is the same as school. You're just being paid to go to work. And as you advance through school, there is a heavier emphasis on studying to get a good career, which is the next section. On the timeline, school, then you go and get your career. Now, of course, we all need to make money and this is what the career is for, right? You are to go out and find a good career to make good money because we need to survive. We need money to survive. But then obviously different careers have different status symbols. If you are a lawyer or a doctor, they are highly regarded within society. Whereas if you work at McDonald's, mm, that's not so good, right? And having a career is also about keeping up with the Joneses in a lot of ways. It can be obvious if you don't make as much money as somebody else. And we're taught to spend our money on things that show just how well off we're doing, how good our career is and our income is. Wow, as I'm talking, I realize that I could probably do an episode on each of these things by themselves, to be honest. I could go way deeper into all of this, but anyway, let's keep going. So next is to find a partner and get married. Now, first of all, you can't force this. And I think a lot of people do try to force this and people settle, right? Especially if you're creeping into, again, like a certain age bracket. If you're 35 and you don't have a partner, it's like, oh, you're you're way off because you should have a partner, be married, have a house. You should probably have a baby by now, right? So people feel this pressure to just find somebody. So they just grab whoever they can and carry on on this timeline so they don't miss out. And if you don't find a partner, even if you're happy without a partner, people think that it's weird and question it. And in terms of marriage, now, I don't know about you, but to me, it seems like the point of getting married for a lot of people is to have a big wedding or even maybe not a big wedding, but you know, to have the wedding, to have people there, to do all the fancy pants stuff. And the focus isn't really on the couple and the love that they share. I also heard Jay Shetty spoke about this. Jay Shetty has a great podcast. Check that out if you haven't heard it. And he said that it's been proven that the more you spend on your wedding, the less likely that marriage will last in the long run. So if you do decide to get married, don't spend a penny on your wedding and that marriage will last forever. <laughs> and he said the reason for that is because people aren't, like I just said, focusing on the love between the couple that are getting married. It's basically just one huge display to the world, right? They are making up for things that are missing within their relationship. See, this stuff is deep. I could really go in on all of this. Okay, anyway, moving on. So you've got your partner, you've got married. Next is buy a house. Okay, maybe buy the house comes before you get married, but it's all in the same vicinity, partner, marriage, house, right? And obviously we all need somewhere to live, but buying a house is very much a status symbol. It is very much you telling the world that you are doing good. You are doing good because you can afford to buy a house. People will be more impressed with you generally if you have your own house. If you're still renting, then it's like, oh, whatever, all right. 
oh, and if you're still living with your parents, well, the eye rolls will be felt from Mars. <laughs> you are failing a life if you're still living with your parents. But why? Up next is kids. Now I've got a full episode on kids coming out, all about whether you should have them, the things that you should weigh up, the pressure from society to have children. So make sure you're following the podcast so you don't miss that one. But most people have children and God forbid that you decide not to have children. Or going back to this blueprint, this timeline, if you are 35 creeping into your 40s and you haven't had a baby, it's like, what's going on? Everyone starts to point to this blueprint that society has given you going, uh, you're lagging behind, catch up. So you have your babies, you raise your kids, they go off into the world and then it is time for you to retire. It is finally, finally time for you to enjoy your life. 65, 70 years into it, when you haven't got that many left. And what's funny about all of this, talking about all of this, is that I know that you know all of this. You know all of this, yet hardly any of us take that full step back and go, okay, is this the blueprint that I actually want to follow? Because I'm guessing that you don't want to wait until you're 65, 70 to enjoy your life. You want to enjoy it right now. But we just still go along with our conditioning. Now let's move on to parents. This is a juicy one. <laughs> when you're a kid, you're a sponge and you spend the first five years of your life predominantly with your parents. You are soaking up everything that your parents are, everything that they believe, their viewpoints, how they go about life. You are soaking up their social class. Were you raised with money? Were you raised in poverty? There is a big difference. Were you raised by a single mother? Did you have siblings or were you an only child? All of this is gonna have a huge impact on your conditioning. You've got the societal blueprint, but then you've also got this conditioning from your parents and the rest of your family. Then there's also the topic of religion. Were you brought up in a religious household? Because obviously that is gonna have a huge impact on your conditioning, what you believe, what you were told to believe. Now, even if you weren't brought up in a religious household, I wasn't. But again, going back to culture and society, when I was at school, Christianity was the religion that we focused on, right? We learned a little bit about others, but not really, maybe spent a class or two on it. So I was very much conditioned to think that Christianity was the religion to follow if I was going to follow one. But even then I got a very limited viewpoint of Christianity, very limited experiences with Christianity. So that programmed me to think in a certain way about religion. And I'm sure that's the exact same for you as well. And then finally, I wanna talk about media. Now we all know that television, social media apps, all of this online stuff is frying our brains. It is wrecking our attention spans. It is just feeding us drivel half of the time. And we just let ourselves get sucked into it. And again, we all know this. But what are we doing about it? Not much, right? So now I wanna move on to the benefits of thinking for yourself. We all want to think for ourselves. We all want to make our own choices. If someone came up to you and they were like, hey, I'm now in charge of your life. I'm gonna tell you what to do, when to do it and how to do it. You'd be like, F off. <laughs> but that's funny because that is basically what we're all allowing society to do anyway. We are all highly influenced by everything around us. We like to think that we're in control, but we're not. We can be, but a lot of the times we're not. And I think that's the first step in all of this to actually gain as much autonomy as you can. You have to realize, acknowledge it and accept that you do not have control. You have allowed your life to be dictated by society, by your parents, by what everyone else is doing. That's just the truth. You just have to accept it. And then you can go, okay, right, now what can I do? What, do, what don't I like? What can I change? What different path can I go down? So with the benefits of thinking for yourself, I wanna really outline at the start here, 
because this is very interesting. It's very sad in a lot of ways, but I've realized that quite clearly and obviously this blueprint that society gives us, it is very much focused on status, wealth, material things. So it's all about having a good career, right? Like I said, if you work as a lawyer, great. If you work in McDonald's, people are gonna think that you're a loser. Sorry if you work at McDonald's, but I used to work there. But people put so much emphasis on that. People will judge you if you work at McDonald's. People will judge you if you drive a crappy little car with dents and scratches all over it, the paintwork's coming off. And people will judge you if you still live with your parents when you're 30. Again, the emphasis is very much on those kinds of things. But why isn't the emphasis on who we are as people? We shouldn't give a crap if someone works at McDonald's and lives with their parents. We should be more worried about whether this person is a good human. What is their character like? Are they kind and caring and loving? And that's exactly what you should be focused on too. We should all be focused on who we are as individuals, not what car we drive, how much income we make each month. Obviously those things matter to an extent, but it's not, shouldn't be the be all and end all. And in this society, it is. But also in this society, we're not taught emotional intelligence. We're not taught how to regulate ourselves. We're not taught how to look at ourselves, realize what our strengths and weaknesses are, how to improve and evolve as a human being. And this is 100% a different episode that I can do down the line. And don't be shy, if you have topics that you want me to discuss in future episodes, drop me a DM on Instagram. I'll leave all the links below for you. So growing and evolving as a human is definitely one of the major benefits of thinking for yourself. Because if you take a step back and look at your life and realize that it's not quite working out how you want it to, then you're gonna learn about yourself. You're gonna realize what you do actually want and you'll open up your eyes to see how you've been programmed and how that isn't really what works for you and that you wanna break free from that. And then once you do that, you're gonna feel more fulfilled because you are following exactly what you wanna do with your life. You're not listening to the rest of the world. And obviously this is hard. It's, it is hard to deprogram yourself, to step outside of the societal norms, to go against the grain because there's gonna be backlash, but you want that because that's just gonna solidify what you do truly want. You need those challenges to again, learn and grow and evolve and it toughens you up. It teaches you how to handle things, how to handle yourself. Now I'm gonna go back over all of those things that I outlined, the blueprint of life, right? So school, career, house, partner, all of that, and just shift your perspective on it a little bit, hopefully. So let's start with school. Obviously you have little choice here. You're a kid, if your parents send you to school, you go to school, you can't really do much about it. But what you can do is reflect on your experience at school. So how was it for you? What did you get out of school? What did you learn from school? And I don't mean your ABCs and all of that. What was the experience like as a whole? Were you liked at school? Were you the weird kid in the corner at school? You can look back and really learn a lot about the schooling system, your peers, teachers, all of that. And then you can start to think, okay, well, do I believe in the schooling system? If you don't already have kids, would you send your kids to school? This is something that I've thought about and I don't know if I'd necessarily be comfortable sending my kids to a regular school. I think there are other ways to teach children. And like I outlined earlier, teach my children how to have some emotional intelligence and how to learn about themselves and what they truly want, rather than sitting at a desk and peeing when they're told to, eating when they're told to, leaving when they're told to, learning to have some autonomy, learning to think for themselves from a young age. So reflect on your experience at school and see what comes up for you. Okay, career. Now I know people who have gone into careers because of the status of that career. Like I said, lawyers, doctors, those kinds of things, or chasing a career that they know will make them good money once they get to the top. And I'm not disregarding that. I'm not saying that that's what you're chasing if you become a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, because obviously people love those jobs. There are people out there that all they've wanted to do is become a doctor. 
but you have to be honest with yourself, right? If you have become a doctor and you absolutely hate it and you're just doing it because it's well-regarded in society, then get the hell out. That is not for you. You should be doing something else. Go and find whatever that is. And yeah, maybe you're a doctor or a lawyer right now, but maybe you'd be happier working at McDonald's. <laughs> Say what you want about people who work at McDonald's and in stores and that kind of thing, but there is less responsibility, which means less headaches. You can leave your work at work. And I don't think people realize the value in that. Or, you know, maybe you want to go into a creative field, which doesn't really pay that well, but you get to express yourself and you feel fulfilled and happy. Great. You don't have as much money as a lawyer, but if you're happy, who cares? Life is not all about money. You have to think about how you want to spend your time because your job, a lot of people's jobs take up the majority of their time. And if you're spending the majority of your time doing something you absolutely hate, you'll be on your deathbed regretting that severely. And in terms of career, money, and all of that, at school, we're not taught about finances, investing. And if you just rolled your eyes or felt like you wanted to go to sleep just from the words finances and investing, then please listen, because I really do urge you to try and learn about these things, even if it's just the basics. Because trust me, I know it is boring. It's boring to me. And I know it's probably boring to you. It's boring to a lot of people. But isn't that just our conditioning? Yes, it is. Because again, we're not taught this in school, right? And there's a reason for that. And we're conditioned to believe that finances and investing is boring, unless you love numbers and math and all of that. But what if you learned the basics, pushed through, and you learned the basics, found someone on YouTube who explains it in an interesting way, and you learned the basics? You could become financially secure and potentially free up your time so you don't have to work all the time. You don't have to spend the bulk of your time going to a job. So yes, you might need to push through a little bit of boring finance stuff, but if that can change your life, it is totally worth it. Now, in terms of finding a partner and getting married, do you even want that? Maybe you don't want that. Maybe you don't need that. Maybe that is not your journey and that is okay. Maybe you want several partners, that is okay. <laughs> as long as they're okay with it too. And marriage, this is a big one for me. I didn't really ever wanna get married. I definitely never wanted the big wedding thing. Me walking down the aisle, everyone looking at me. No, that's not the kind of thing that I want. But that's not to say that I'm against marriage. And this has been a very interesting topic for my partner and I, because he really wants to get married. He's not about this whole big wedding thing either, but he believes that our two souls coming together and doing it in an official way is a way to tell the universe that we are committed to each other. It's a bind between us and the universe. Now that might sound all woo woo to you, which is fine. Or that might sound awesome to you. Whatever works for you, right? This is the whole point. But if you're just stepping into marriage because it's just what you do, you find someone and you get married, that kind of takes the seriousness out of it a little bit. Next, buying a house. Do you need to buy a house? No. Maybe you want to live with your parents and save a bunch of money. Sounds good to me. Or maybe you want to go and travel instead. Like the marriage thing, are you just buying a house because that's the next step? Buying a house is a huge deal. It's a lot of money up front, it's continued money, and it is a long-term commitment. Yeah, okay, you can sell it, but it's just a big faff. And like I outlined in the career section, if you learn about finances, investing, all of that, you could put your money that would go into buying a house into that instead, create some financial freedom rather than being tied into buying a house. Now, I'm not disregarding buying a house. I'm just trying to outline the different options and the things to think about before you buy a house. If it makes sense to you, it is what you wanna do, you've looked at it all, then great. I'm just trying to say, don't go into these things blindly. Don't just follow the blueprint. You might be all ready to buy a house and then think, no, no, you know what? I'm gonna take my deposit, I'm gonna travel the world, get some experiences. I'm gonna learn about finances along the way on YouTube. But take that step back, think about these things. 
Then kids. Like I said, I have an episode of this coming out, so I'm not gonna go too in depth on this, but I've realized that not many people think about having kids. And this is one of the biggest decisions you can make in your life. People just pop them out, because again, that's the blueprint. You find someone and you pop out a baby. But do you want children? Have you thought about what it entails to have children? Are you ready to commit to raising a child for minimum 18 years? So then once you've done all that, it is time to retire. So there's the question of, do you even wanna retire? Are you aiming for retirement? Because I think for me personally, I don't necessarily wanna retire. I don't wanna just decide, okay, I'm not gonna do anything anymore or I'm, now I'm gonna live my life. I wanna live my life as my life is happening. I don't want that mindset of just waiting to retire, waiting for that moment I can go and relax and finally breathe. Life will feel like you're trudging through it if you are just waiting to retire. But waiting for retirement is an overarching thing that we are all just doing. And having that mindset of, oh, I can't enjoy life properly yet. Or, you know, you're enjoying life here and there, but you have to squeeze it in between work and the kids and all the rest of it. Even if you choose a career and you get married and you buy a house and you have kids, and even if you do retire at retirement age and all that, if you just follow the blueprint perfectly, the main question is, what is your mindset as you are following that blueprint? Are you in each and every moment? Are you enjoying your time when you do go to work? Maybe you are a lawyer or a doctor and your hours are crazy and your responsibility is crazy. But do you thrive on that? Do you love that? And then are you raising children? Are you paying attention to them? Are you teaching them things that they're not going to get from school if you're sending them to school? Are you enjoying each and every aspect of your life? Yeah, okay, things are gonna be tough, but are you going into all of that with a positive mindset? Are you working on yourself and your mindset, your emotional intelligence, how you handle things, how you handle yourself? Because you can follow society's blueprint. You can do everything in the order that you're meant to do it in. And if you are following the blueprint, you're following the blueprint. You don't need to worry about anything because you know exactly what the next step is. So that gives you more time to work on your mindset and how you're going through that blueprint. And if deviating from that does scare you or isn't for you, that is absolutely fine. But you need to work on your mindset. This is most people's downfalls, I find. Now, if you decide to deviate from that blueprint, as we were just talking about retirement, and you're like, well, I don't want to follow this blueprint and just wait for retirement like other people. It's still all about mindset. It's about working on your mental and emotional state. It is understanding who you are and what you want. Because if you don't have that blueprint, you need to figure out what your blueprint is. Well, you don't even need a blueprint, right? And it's that's what it's probably gonna feel like. You don't have a blueprint, you're just winging it. But then I think if you are going down your own path, you might not be waiting for retirement, but you may have that sense of waiting for something. You're waiting for something to make sense to you. You're waiting for a timeline and a blueprint to pop up and make sense to you. And that's what you wanna follow. So I think this is very important for everyone, no matter what you're doing with your life. You have to stop waiting for things. You have to enjoy each and every single moment. You have to appreciate what it is in that moment. You might be having the best time of your life right now. Fully appreciate that. But you also might be in the worst point in your life. Appreciate that too. What can you extract from all of these moments? What can you learn about yourself, the world? the people around you. Okay, I feel like I went off on a little tangent there. I didn't have that in my plan to say, but that came out. So there you go. Take from that what you will. If you enjoyed it, let me know. So moving on from retirement and my inspirational talk there. 
parents, your parents. Now, if you can take a step back and look at your parents and all of the things, the traits and behaviors that you have picked up from them, you are going to learn so much about yourself and your parents. So you may have qualities that you have directly picked up from your parents, but you also may have qualities that are the complete opposite to your parents, but that's still from your parents. So I was quite a rebel when I was a teenager. And that's because my mom was very straight and narrow and it drove me insane. I was like, I wanna deviate from your straight and narrow path. But if she'd have been a bit of a rebel, maybe I'd have been more straight and narrow. You see what I'm saying? You can figure out why you are the way you are just by observing your parents and observing what you have picked up from them or what you have tried to deviate from. Now you can do some shadow work here. If you haven't heard of shadow work, it is journaling about your past. It can be about past traumas or it can simply be about your upbringing and your parents. It's trying to understand yourself better and that conditioning, basically, understanding how you've been conditioned, what your family life has looked like, what your life has looked like in general and identifying the things that do not serve you, the things that irritate you about yourself and the world, seeing where your downfalls are, the things that you need to work on yourself. This can be super helpful in understanding yourself and your conditioning because writing things down and reflecting on it, going back over it, you can gain new insights and understandings. Now, in terms of religion, I said earlier that I had a very limited view of Christianity and I didn't really know anything about any other religions. And obviously if you've been brought up in a religious household, then you've been taught to believe that religion and pretty much disregard everything else. But whether you're religious or not, it doesn't matter. You still need to take that step back. Does this serve you? If, you're, if you are religious, is it just because your household was religious? Your parents religious, your family religious? Even the society and the culture that you grew up in was that heavily religious environment. I think with religion, a lot of us do not take that step back. For people who are religious, I think it is easy to follow the religion that is around you. And even if you're not religious, it's easy to have a narrow view of what, of what religion really means. Now, I'm not a religious person, but this is something that I'm very interested in because I feel that I am a spiritual person, even though I'm not 100% sold on that term because even the term spiritual immediately makes you think of certain things. I know a lot of people hear spiritual and they're like, oh, it's all woo-woo and crystals and incense and chanting and all this BS, right? And I'm not saying that that stuff is BS, but I'm just saying that people have these ideas about spirituality, about religion, about beliefs. But I can honestly say, I do not know enough about the different kinds of religions, even about the different kinds of spirituality or whatever else there is out there to firmly say that what I currently believe is what I'm gonna believe forever. Even over the last year, my views on spirituality, on God, I know that word makes you think of certain things, but my beliefs have changed drastically in the last year. It's because I've been doing research, it's because I've been working on myself and evolving. And I truly believe that whatever you believe should always be challenged. You should never have such a rigid view of your beliefs. You should never outline specifically what you believe or commit to that belief forever. Because in a way you are then programming yourself to believe things and closing yourself off to future possibilities, other ideas that may come to you, other beliefs that may actually make more sense to you down the line. And finally, media. Now you may know this, and I'm sure you do know this, but you are in control 
of the media that you consume. Now, it may not feel like it when you get onto TikTok and start scrolling and then an hour goes by and you're like, what the hell happened there? <laughs> Obviously, these algorithms, they are designed to keep you hooked. But if you are gonna spend an hour scrolling on TikTok, at least tailor that TikTok to things that are beneficial. Maybe find some TikToks about finances. Maybe find some TikToks about emotional intelligence. Maybe find some about religion, spirituality, different beliefs, learn. You don't have to watch people dance, play pranks on each other, or tell jokes to each other if you are going to spend hours of your day on social media. Social media is both evil and great. If you can tap into the great side of social media, then you can learn so much. It is absolutely incredible how much free information is out there. The main thing with this is you have to be selective. You have to know your sources. If you are trying to educate yourself through the media, then you need to know what the source is. If it's just some 16 year old chatting in their bedroom, maybe don't listen to them. But this all circles back to thinking for yourself. You can fall prey to these algorithms. They can suck you in for an hour or two, but at least make that work for you. Make that algorithm show you the stuff that you want. All right, let's move on to breaking free from societal expectations if you want to. So let's start with a few disclaimers. I said this already, but if you decide to deviate from society's blueprint, you will get backlash. People will think that you're weird. People will think that you're not normal. People will try to stop you from doing the things that you want to do. People will put you down. People will put pressure on you. People will try to make you think that you are making a mistake. Now, some of this backlash is going to be from love. Your friends, your family, they love you. They are just looking out for you. But it's also scary for them. It's going to be scary for you too. Because deviating from the path that most people go down, naturally, it's rockier than the smooth pavement that everyone's walking through. Also, it depends how deep you go into deviating from this path. But chances are you may start to think differently about the world, about society, about what's normal and what isn't and what we should and should not be doing with our life. And this can very easily turn you into a conspiracy theorist in the eyes of other people. But your thoughts and viewpoints and beliefs can change. And believe me, conspiracy theorists will be thrown at you left, right and center. So just be prepared for this backlash. It is not gonna be smooth sailing. But that's the point, right? Like I said earlier, it's not smooth sailing, but you will learn so much about yourself and it will be tough, but it will also be so rewarding and fulfilling because you are doing what is in your heart, what is in your gut. You will know that it is what you're meant to be doing, even if it's difficult. Oh, and you'll also have new irritations, things that didn't irritate you before because you weren't on this path and you'll have tough things to get through, like dealing with friends and family who just don't get it, but it'll make you stronger and more determined. But of course, in the beginning, it could also deter you because you're deviating from this path and everyone else is telling you not to deviate from the path. And that is the path of least resistance, right? Just do what everyone else is doing. But once you do take a, the first couple of steps, okay, it might take a while for you to fully be on that road. You might do a little, a couple of little things that deviate in the beginning, but then you might go back, but then you might try something else later down the line. Once you start, you'll keep going in some way and then it'll begin to snowball. Okay, so first thing I wanna recommend is to take a break from your programming. Put your phone down, as much as you can at least. Delete all your social media apps. Don't check the news all the time. Take as much of a break as you can. If you can even take a week off work and disconnect, that would be perfect, okay? Obviously, I know you can't necessarily do that, but just try at minimum, stay off your phone and the internet. Now, this will be weird because let's be real, we're all addicted to our phones in one way or another, but disconnecting from all of that for a little bit lets you breathe and it lets you start to think for yourself. 
Another way to break free from societal expectations is to question everything. Question that blueprint like I just did with you, right? School, career, house, partner, all of that. Question it. Is it right for you? Is it a path that you want to go down? Or do you want to do things slightly differently? Maybe you do want to get married, but maybe you want to have a seven day getaway and retreat for your friends and family. Louis and Raya did this on YouTube. Have a look at them. Their wedding was awesome. So you can do the blueprint, but you can question how you do it, right? There are so many ways to live your life. Question things and question information that people are given to you, that society, government, all of that is given to you. Again, you may go down the conspiracy theory route and that can be fun too, to look into those things, but question things and then counter what you believe. So if you think that you believe something, find someone who doesn't believe that. They think the opposite and listen to their arguments with an open mind. You have to open your mind because how can you deviate from the blueprint if you don't open your mind to other possibilities? And how are you going to find out what you truly want from this life if you're not open to new possibilities? Because you can question things, you can do your own research, you can develop new beliefs, you can live a completely different life to the one that you were living a year ago. But that doesn't now mean that you program and condition yourself into living that life forever. And this is the key, you always have to have an open mind. Because what is serving you and what makes sense for you right now may not make sense for you in two years time. You never know what's gonna happen. And if you have conditioned yourself and closed yourself off, what's the difference to following what everyone else is doing? Okay, you might be a little bit happier, but then you're closing yourself off to potentially being even happier, even more fulfilled. And finally, be teachable, always be learning. This goes right back to being open. But if you have that open mind and you allow other people, other things to teach you and you can learn and extract from that, your life is gonna be so rich. And evolving as a human through your life will be easy because you'll just always be doing it. It will just be your being. So those are some things that you can do to break free from societal expectations. Now, I know that it can sound overwhelming and maybe this is the first thing that you've listened to or watched about this kind of thing and you have no idea where to start. Or maybe you have started this journey, but you're looking for some new resources. Either way, I've got a few people for you to check out, a few YouTube channels and some podcasts. I'll list them here and then I'll link them below for you. So Tom Bilyeu, he interviews a lot of people from all walks of life, different experts on different things, from crypto to your health, to mindset, to productivity. There's so much on his channel and his podcast. So Tom Bilyeu. A couple of YouTube channels that I like to watch are Lynette Adkins and Heinz. Now they both go into spiritual lifestyle, mindset, how to regulate your emotions, that kind of thing. They're both very calm, energy, very easy to listen to. Now, if you like more scientific explanations for things, the Huberman Lab podcast is great he has so many experts on his podcast so if you like the science and the data that's a perfect podcast to listen to and finally i'm going to recommend russell brand now he posts every single day and he is definitely more on the quote-unquote conspiracy side of things depending on where you're at right now your view mindset and all of that he may be a little bit extreme if you know him anyway you know that he's extreme he's over the top right but maybe you love that and yeah, okay, he is seen as conspiracy, but he is also sharing things that are released publicly about a lot of things. It's just that the public don't know about it. But from those ones that I've listed, I'm sure you'll find something that you can relate to. Now, before I round this up, if you are still with me, thank you so much. I appreciate you a lot. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review or a comment. I would love to hear from you. But let's conclude, shall we? Are you living your life or someone else's? So don't be fooled into believing your conditioning. It may not be serving you, it may not be right for you. The blueprint may not be the life that you wanna lead. 
Also remember that you are not weird and you are not an idiot for deviating from the societal norm. Believe me, people will look up to you. People will be inspired by you. And that's what we need more of in this world. We need people to take a different path so others can look at that and go, oh, you know what? That's awesome. Maybe that will work for me. So take a serious look at your life, the way that you are living and how you feel about that. Be brutally honest with yourself because if you're not, then you're just gonna find something else that probably doesn't make you happy. You may deviate slightly, but if you're not being truly honest with yourself, it's not gonna work out either way. Remember to question everything, find counter arguments, open up your mind and keep it open, always learn and be teachable and follow your heart, follow your gut, do what you want to do. And finally, Fuck what anybody else thinks.